Before we get into the episode today, I have an exciting announcement. We are gearing up to do another round of Wanting It More, which starts on September 28th. And if you are interested in learning a little bit more about my philosophy, what Wanting It More entails, and to really go away with some clear action steps, I encourage you to join my free live class. I have been running this class for years now and get amazing feedback from it. You do not have to do the full program to receive the benefits. The live class is called Wanting It More 101, Increase Interest and Enjoyment Without Pressure or Guilt. And the times are on September 11th at 10 a.m. Pacific and Thursday, September 14th, at 1 p.m. Pacific. It is really quite an incredible experience to come live. You'll see that there are hundreds of women who are all saying very similar things to what you are thinking. I will prove to you that you are not alone, that you are not broken, and I will show you in a very step-by-step way the reasons why you are feeling a lack of desire and also what to do about it. There will be a Q&A at the end, and I do hope that you can attend just for that portion because the questions that are asked are quite amazing. Of course, there will be a recording. I understand that not everyone can attend at that time, and the recording will be available until the 26th of September, which is also the deadline to join Wanting It More. If you want access to the recording but can't attend live, just simply sign up and register at janadentonhouse.com slash free class and you will receive a recording automatically within about 24 hours of the class that you registered for. If you are worried about attending a Zoom call and potentially having people identify you as coming to a class about sex, I totally get it. That is why I use a special feature on Zoom so that your camera, your microphone, your name, none of that is displayed. People only see my face and hear me. If you do want to participate in the conversation, there is a chat feature, which a lot of people will use since the class is quite interactive. And you can always give yourself a different name if you want to remain anonymous. All right. Well, that's it. I hope that you do attend the class. I'd love to see you there. If your husband wants to join too, that's completely great. It is geared towards women, but I do find that couples uh, find a lot of benefit joining together. That's it. I hope you enjoy the episode for this week. Welcome to the Wanting It More podcast. I am Jana, and today we have Helen joining us to have a conversation about pleasure. That's what we decided about five seconds before we hit record. So eventually in this conversation, we will get to that topic. But first, Helen, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, and then we'll get going into just your history with sex in general. Sure. Uh, Hello. Um, I am Helen. I am a mom of four. I've been married for nine nine, nine and a bit years. Uh, We live in the Bay Area in California, and uh, I'm a stay-at-home mom. And yeah, that's those are those are my highlights. I have age range kids that range in age from all the way from ten months, uh, twelve months old. She just had her birthday yesterday, uh, two days ago all the way up until my oldest, who is 
almost 16. So it's quite a chaotic house at the moment, but we're figuring it out as we go. Ah, 16. So almost driving? Yeah, he has his permit now. So he is road legal with an adult. How's that going? So far, so good. Although his dad has been the one to drive him. I have not yet braved being in a vehicle with I need to because I, I really should. <laughs> yeah, get there. We have a daughter. She just turned 15 and she's already looking at cars and thinking about saving up to buy one. I'm like, no, that's too early. What are we doing here? How do we have a kid this old? What are you, you know, just before we get into talking about sex, um, what are you thinking about these days? Like just in general, do you, do you have hobbies? Are you thinking about parts of your life? Like what's on your mind? Sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm, this year has been sort of a crazy year for us, uh, you know, starting with having our daughter and then just having her full time. I do have childcare for her that I reluctantly and slowly moved into her having more of the days over more, more of the daytime over there. I, I felt guilty for a long time. Like I'm a stay at home mom. She should just be with me. But as she got older, it became clear that she was getting a lot more engagement and stimulation and fun than I could ever provide her. Even if I didn't have laundry and house cleaning and grocery shopping, she was with a bunch of other kids and having a great time, especially as she became more mobile. So for, so for a good half of the year, it was just completely focused on entertaining her while trying to get things done. And then summer was just over. Summer was wild and crazy because sometimes the kids were home with me sometimes the kids were at camps and I couldn't plan anything and now we're diving back into the school year with back to school nights and orientations and it's it's been a lot and I'm try now trying to we're both my husband and I are trying to um well we're hoping that things settle down a little bit and we can get back sort of into somewhat of normal routine we're both trying to focus on refocus on eating well cutting out drinking exercising um and for me I'm also just sort of on a journey of like what what in now that I kind of I honestly I'm very lucky I feel like I kind of have everything I want now I, I have three sons I have a baby girl we're done having kids that part of my life is done and now I want to find more happiness and peace and joy and serenity in my life so I'm kind of on a journey right now with that both you know physically with my health and spiritually and mentally to just be and feel it's not to be a better person I'm not trying to like get so much into the self-improvement just just trying to find um more regular happiness you know I'm happy with my life but that doesn't mean I'm not like gets really stressed out and frustrated and angry and I want to find ways to not feel that way so much mm. I'm with you I'm with you I am ready for that too let's do it let's just do yeah. it you, anything you find any any bits of wisdom you can find send it my way you know, I wonder, oh, we could do a whole episode on this, but I wonder, is there a level of acceptance 
that comes along with this journey, like acceptance that life is almost 50, 50, like 50, really great, wonderful, pleasurable. Hmm, see what I did there. <laughs> and then 50% really freaking hard and tough. And we're thrown things that we're not expecting. We can't, mm-hmm. we, we can't expect these things. Like we're, we're in the middle of a, another renovation and I just slept in my bed for the first time in a month because we've been downstairs and then we were camping and I never thought I thought oh those floors will be down in a week no problem but we ran into a whole bunch of issues and while I like the floors they're not a hundred percent what I was hoping for and we still don't have baseboards up. And so there's like, just even with that journey, there's some joy, there's some pleasure. I'm privileged to afford to be able to renovate. And yet it was really hard. And I feel like I'm exhausted. I'm just exhausted by it. Am I making any sense, Helen? Absolutely. Because at, I was telling you about the crazy year we had uh, in the middle of it. So my daughter was born in August. Um, there was, you know, the first three months of of a newborn are intense. And around January, I finally was like starting to confront the fact that clearly something was leaking in our, in our kitchen. Oh no. And I, I thought it was the dishwasher and we had from the previous owners, we had the same flooring. It was engineered wood, which is not waterproof. So I finally was like, well, we really need to deal with this because the dishwasher looked like it was starting to sink into the floor. And I'm like, this cannot be good. Well, we pulled everything out. It turns out, yes, the dishwasher was leaking a little bit, but a whole lot worse was the refrigerator was leaking, which is right next to the dishwasher and water was running down into that space. And worse than that, more than likely the subfloor, which by the way, these are words that I never knew about until this whole project came about. I, I know them too now. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm extremely fortunate that my father is incredible when it comes to home projects and repairs. And he did the vast majority of the work, but we had to pull out, we had to break down our granite countertops, pull out the cabinets, pull up the flooring. Um while we were there, we we're like, let's replace our pipes from the old, whatever, galvanized steel, I guess, to, you know, much better, long lasting, special PVC, which was fantastic, but expensive. Um, but it was, I mean, my dad was wonderful volunteering his time with his time, but we were out of a kitchen for months. And we were, we had the stove set up in the garage. We were washing dishes in the sink between our washer and dryer in the garage. I had a refrigerator in the dining room. So, <laughs> and it was rough. Uh, so yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, and yeah, it was, we got through that. I find personally where my stress is the highest though, is the unexpected challenges with a child or or children depending on the month (laughs) or the year and 
it's I thought I was a very very patient person and then I had children and then I was like oh <laughs> so the unexpected for me comes in with with children and phone calls from school or some other button that's pressed on a regular basis so I think I think that unexpected absolutely and I think that maybe different from for different people or maybe it's just happens to be what what's in your environment that you know without trying to play favorites I have a child who is practically an angel and then the other one who is polar opposite in in lots of ways is still very sweet but um is not not inclined to be the cooperative people pleaser <laughs> oh Helen just watch out for that one because um mine switched so yeah so you never know what age <laughs> and stage you know yeah. gonna... maybe maybe we're working towards resiliency you know sure. maybe it's being resilient I was thinking okay we will talk about sex in a second everyone but I I've just been on vacation <laughs> for a week I just need to talk <laughs> But we've been going through horrible wildfires here in Canada. Oof. And so a lot of people are losing their homes and it's pretty devastating. It's the worst we've ever had it here before. Um, thank you, climate, climate change. And so it's, I've just been thinking a lot about that. You know, you get, you go on evacuation alert and then you're in evacuate evacuation order and you are packing a bag and you're getting into your car and you're not, you don't know what's going to happen. And the skies are dark and the smoke and it's like apocalyptic. And uh, yeah, so I've been thinking a lot about that. You know, we're doing all these renovations to our home. It's been a couple of years now of renovation. We did the kitchen renovation as well. We had the couple of floods as well and lots of fun and then I was thinking and then it could all go up in flames yeah it could just be gone we live right next yeah. to a forest we, we live in the wilderness so it's yeah okay so how does this relate to sex <laughs> um well there's no easy segue here um tell us about your history with sex like what what was it like growing up what did you learn? What, what, what did you struggle with? Did you get any sure. education? That sort of stuff. Wow. That is a loaded question. Let me start back at the beginning. Um, so when I was, when I was young, I was very excited about boys. Like from an early age, I was definitely on the boy crazy side. Yeah, me too. What's that about? I don't know. But it did not serve me well for a long time. And then I, before I met my husband, I, I switched to, I am the pursued. <laughs> anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. So I was very boy crazy. Um, the idea, when I was 15, 16, the idea of sex was very exciting. I have I had this idea in my head that I was, I'm going to have sex with my boyfriend or husband all the time. Like, it's just... That sounds amazing. And um, my first experience was probably not the best. It was more, it was consensual, but it was, I was, it was unexpected. And um, it was motivated by curiosity about what, what, what was this all about? 
and it wasn't that interesting. It wasn't bad. It was all right. <laughs> um, and for a long time after that, my sexual experiences, as I said, I was boy crazy, didn't serve me well. Sex was a way to achieve intimacy and affection. Like it was, it was filling that need for intimacy and affection, even though the partners I was having sex with weren't going to be long-term partners. And sometimes it was because I didn't care. Sometimes um, there were guys that I cared about and we had something and I, I just was, I was very, I was very intense, you know? So if I liked someone, even if I liked, if they liked me back, it was, I was prone to push them away. I think in my opinion, totally my opinion. Um, I had, I couldn't, I, I, I wouldn't be able to say how great the actual sex was mentally. It was very exciting because I was getting that need filled for affection, whether it was cuddling, just being close to someone, even for even if it was for a temporary amount of time. Um, I finally did end up, uh, I, I was with a, in a long-term relationship, my first long-term relationship when I was 23-ish. Yeah. And uh, he, he's now my ex-husband. And in the beginning of the relationship, I was very excited, very eager when it came to sex. And then that just, suddenly kind of just stopped like I it sort of lost its shiny newness and appeal and I was just finding myself less and less interested there were certain things that my ex-husband wanted to do that I was not into um I didn't really know how to give him any advice in terms of like what can make this better or I mean look he was pushy I, I don't I don't know what what else to kind of say about it except sex with him lost all interest for me yeah it wasn't about you anymore it was about his desires and needs like did he kind of take up fill up the space a bit yeah I, I remember one particular uh thing that probably did damage for him and for me was I don't orgasm without clitoral stimulation and 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 I and I had a I have mostly a pretty difficult time figuring out how to do that while having intercourse yeah it's very awkward and, yeah like positioning and, and yeah yeah so after my ex-husband would have an orgasm I would have him do the work on my clit and um he made a comment to me at one point was like do I have to do this every time and I was like, what? Do you want an orgasm every time? Like, you know, F you. <laughs> like, no. come on now. <laughs> um, anyway, so I, we split. And like I said, I at this point, I kind of switched my whole dating game. I, I went on a whole journey towards relationships and I, I read several different relationship books and understanding men and understanding dating and how to get away from this idea of like you're dating someone and you get all stuck on them um 
how to be the the girl that I saw in high school you know these girls that like guys would like flock to and I'm like that's never gonna be me how can that be me and I, I got better at that and um so so I, I went out into the world of dating made some mistakes along the way which was fine but I had a great time dating um had some great sexual experiences had some ones that were meh um but I met my husband and he was absolutely amazing like he, they, for, he, he really was like when you know you know so when when we met I was like this this person is my person I mean the the, the first conversation we ever had was free-flowing I felt like I was catching up with an old friend um it was amazing and and when it came to sex it was great like I I felt good um and you know it was it wasn't ever perfect and and as I reflect back I can see where I made my own mistakes along the way whether it was not speaking up or doing stuff that wasn't feeling good um you know it was coupled with some pressure points from him where he would be pressuring for certain things that I don't really want to do (laughs) um but over the years it's it, there there became a bigger divide between us and there's of course the stress and time and energy expenditure on our four kids um and just or just having the time you know the the kids uh, now having a baby like she i can't just leave her out in the living room while we sneak off into the room um but that but that divide effect divide affected us differently, right? So I was perfectly happy with our sex life. We'd have sex every once in a while. Mostly it was me feeling like, yeah, I mean, I feel okay enough to let this happen versus other days where like, no, I'm tired, I'm going to sleep. Um, but my husband was had expressed very gently, he was very good, but it was still unclear. It was still clear to me that you know, he wasn't really happy. And I didn't really know what to tell him. I, I tried to give him some advice. I, I did say like, I, I do need a little more space. Um, I don't know if that ever really, it took him a long time to really understood, understand what that means, meant. Um, but all the, at one point, like, like it was maybe a year, year and a half ago, I was like, you go figure this out. Like there's lots of research, there's books, you go figure this out. You want, this is something you want, then you figure out how to get what you want. Because I like, I didn't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, um, I went through a phase like that too. I'm like, you, you do the, I remember saying like, just do a Google search. I'm sure you'll yeah. figure it out. Yeah. Um, you know, and I had found some stuff that sort of, um, resonated with me, um, these little pieces here and there and space creating desire and, you know, uh, but I think things did improve a bit. Um, but, but, you know, we had, we'd gotten to the point where there was such a mismatch between, where I was and where he was. And I think, I think for him, there was really kind of this hope. Oh my gosh, I have to share this too. I mean, he really did do so much work and the way he described it to me kind of after the fact, but I I was sort of aware of it at the time 
sounded so exhausting. He literally would orchestrate the entire day hoping that he could create the circumstances for which I would be in a place of interest and desire and sex. And he would help around the house and cook the meals. I mean, he like really was wonderful, except for the part where it was like, well, okay, so you're doing this not to help me, but because you want something. <laughs> and, and that, and it was hard. And I know that I don't think it was as selfish and cut and dry as that. You know, he was he was in a lot of ways very respectful and and was not someone who who pushed hard on like a regular basis. He wouldn't get upset if I would turn him down. Um, but just the unhappiness, like knowing that he was unhappy and and every once in a while he would communicate to me, like that still was you know kind of heavy for me to carry around and. Um, so that's what sort of got us to the point where I, I think I started to tell, I told you the story. I don't know how much of it came out on one of our uh, Q&A sessions, but one day I was scrolling on Facebook reels and I saw your ad and I put my phone down for a second because my daughter needed something. And then I opened Facebook again and you're, you're gone. Like Facebook is, <laughs> and I was like, no, what, what, no, no, no. So I was, I was literally talking to my phone on at like trying to get their Facebook listening devices be like, and I couldn't remember the name of your program. The, in my head, it was uh, making it work instead of wanting it more. Like it didn't, I just, I could not figure it out. I was talking to Facebook, giving keywords like sex, better sex, female libido. Um, Facebook was not cooperating, but finally, I think it was several days later, the ad popped up again and I was like, oh, thank goodness. And, and it, I, for, there were times, you know, decades ago in my life, um, where I knew that I wanted sex to be better and I was trying to kind of figure things out and nothing really sparked any sort of change or improvement. And so it, it really had been like, if I had, your, your advertisement really resonated with me. It, it felt like there could actually be a chance of like things being better. Whereas before I had just sort of like, well, this is how I am. Like I'm, I was sort of self-accepting of like, yeah, like sure. Sometimes I'm aroused and feel good. And I, I knew I could have an orgasm. So that's I, like, I'm in pretty good shape compared to some people, some people like, you know, and I, I just sort of had given up any sort of ideas that I could be, I mean, I, I knew the new relationship energy always worked. Sure. We could go sleep with other people and that would be exciting. Um, but I didn't even, it didn't even occur to me that, that there was anything I could do to sort of make things better. But your, your ad was like, yeah, okay. I don't know if I quite believe it yet, but uh, the idea that it should be something for my own benefit as a stress reliever, whatever the keywords, I can't remember the ad now, but I saw that. So I found it again and I signed up for the free workshop you did. And immediately I was like, oh, there's so much of this makes sense. So much of it made sense just right off the bat. And 
the the one of the first things and, and hard things to admit is, you know, with all the with all the blame I put on my husband or responsibility I put on him, one of the first things was realizing, oh, there were I wasn't taking responsibility for my own pleasure or there's by the way, I have not I have yet to find a word that really truly means the opposite of of pleasure. And I have really I'm really frustrated about that. But all we can say is things I didn't like. We're like putting didn't or not in front of word, like not pleasurable, unpleasurable. Like there's not a word that was like literally like again, uncomfortable, <laughs> but it was the opposite of pleasure, right? And to some degree, I guess pain is the closest word I can think of. But there were things that I would let happen even though the feeling they were creating in me was either boredom or frustration or anger or, or annoyance. And that was on me. And, um, well, it was on culture for teaching you that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Nobody. I mean, you, you asked that question earlier about what kind of sexual education I got and, um, yeah, there's a gaping hole. There's, there's no one who taught me anything about, I only even learned about orgasms from overheard little snippets here and there. Like, I, I don't think I even knew girls could have an orgasm or what it was until I was late in my teens. Um, certainly nobody ever taught me how to have one. I, it kind of happened accidentally one time. <laughs> like, oh, that's a thing that I kind of heard about. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, there was, I learned the the mechanics of sex and what it was all about. Um, it was very clear from culture that men really liked sex. Um, I thought I would too, um, but I didn't know what to do when I expected something to feel good and it didn't anymore, or it just didn't, period. Yeah, so um, the, the natural conclusion that most of us come to is, oh, I'm broken. Yeah, because this thing is supposed to be amazing and fireworks and mind blowing and everyone seems to be really enjoying it. So if I'm not enjoying it, then it's not that the thing itself isn't working or it's designed the wrong way. It's that I'm wrong and I'm right. Yeah, defective. Absolutely. So, yeah, I was really excited straight off the bat and ran it by my husband. Of course, he was super excited. And so we dove right in and the rest is history. <laughs> Okay, before we go into not, the not rest, quite, of his, not quite. His yeah, story. we'll get there. <laughs> I want to take us back just uh, just to your first experience because you said it was consensual and it happened unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. Knowing now what you know about consent and safety and the the spectrum of safety, so to speak, that we awesome. talked about in WIM how would you rate your first experience or like, how would you describe it now? Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know exactly what words to use it. I was put, I was put in a position of high pressure. Yeah. Um, for sure. So it wasn't, um, con- it, it wasn't actually consensual then. Yeah, it was, it certainly wasn't like an enthusiastic, you know, there was a curiosity to it. Um, but I'm going to be, I'm going to be really honest here for a second. Um, 
the worst part of it actually wasn't the sexual experience. It was when my dad found out about it and was extreme when it came to the shame and, you know, now they're going to think you're easy. Um, I'm kind of, I'm pretty angry about it still. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a good relationship with my dad and I don't know if I'll ever bring that up, but I'm angry with my dad and I'm angry with my mom for not calling a stop to how he treated me over it. Mm-hmm. So that's actually the worst part for me. Like I, there was no, I never felt any sort of innate shame or regret over it because I really did have this curiosity, like, what's this all about? It wasn't painful. It wasn't uncomfortable. I it wasn't somebody that I would have chosen or had a deep connection with. So it certainly wasn't ideal. Um, but for me, that was that the, the stuff with my parents was, was the worst part of it. What would you do now as a parent? Um, I mean, there's a, uh, so many things. I mean, I've already started, I've I spent a long time, even before whim, starting to talk to my oldest son about consent and even my younger ones in age appropriate ways, because my, one of my boys is just a constant hugger and, and you know, the adults can hold their line a little bit better, but sometimes you can see the kids like the look, they're like reluctantly hugging. And I'm just like, you know, you need to look at people's faces. You need to ask. Um, but I, I definitely, especially with my daughter, I mean, obviously I'm going to have a deeper concern, I guess, for her uh, in terms of her own body and autonomy and and that's important for my boys too don't get me wrong but I I worry about her more just given my experiences and um first of all I have a husband who would never shame or try to all, all the nasty things that that women are made out to be slut or easy or whatever it is like that's women just as men we both my husband and I are of the opinion that safe exploration should be part of part of their life and give them as much as many tools as they can and let people make mistakes and guide them along the way to learn from those mistakes hopefully yeah so Um, you would you would be more like a coach like asking them how was it what did you learn yeah what would you change next time? What, yeah, what kind of relationship yeah. do you want with this person? What are you okay with? What, yeah, so more like guiding and asking and being curious along with them. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. And I, I want to get rid of this blame, shame, you know. Yeah, it was not fun. I did not enjoy that. And like I said, I'm angry about it now. And if I could jump back into my body back when I was 17, I would have had a few more things to say. (laughs) Yeah, there's so many power dynamics to navigate power dynamics with gender and age. Yeah, it's, it's really tricky. And then also that part about pleasure to bring that in that that pleasure is expected that that girls and women should expect pleasure like really feeling good 
really feeling good, not just, oh, I had an experience and maybe it made me feel a little bit more connected or a little bit more desirable, but that this would be a really enjoyable experience, a very fulfilling experience. I I think the, the bar is so low right now with what absolutely and you know my mom my mom was much much gentler I had a much better relationship with my mom and and felt a close much much greater closeness with her but furthest she ever got was trying to have me practice how to say no Mm -hmm. and I'm like but but I want to say yes so there was no there was no guidance of, you know, well, if you do want to do this, you know, here are some things to be aware of. And, you know, nobody ever said to me, you know, it, it should feel good if, if you want to do this. And that's okay. And you can, you can do this. It, it should feel good. And if it's not feeling good, you know, there was no, there was no guidance. There was no coaching on the pleasure aspect of it. It was, it, I was sort of, I felt like I was just left left to the wind and then when I crashed into a wall was made to feel like crap over mm-hmm. it yeah I think those have to go hand in hand and there's been research to show this that when girls are taught about pleasure that they do actually have less negative experiences so I think yeah there's something weird in our culture where we think well if we tell them it feels good then they'll just go crazy <laughs> just have, no. sex and have all these like I don't know bad things happen um but actually the opposite is true so yeah it's like it's that balance of that consent and then empowerment all at the same time yeah. it's hard I don't know we're the first generation trying to figure this out with our kids so good luck yeah. to us well and then what complicates it is this whole perception of like or this this, this cultural conditioning that you know we don't want to hurt you don't want to hurt the feelings of the guy you know like I had so much of that like I don't want to make him feel bad I don't want to bruise his ego and and I and I've learned over the years that sometimes men can have very fragile egos Mm -hmm. or or in the case with your ex-husband I don't want to tire him out (laughs) Mm-hmm. he's bored of having to do this orgasm business sure. yeah oh goodness okay we got to get going with here with this conversation sure. <laughs> for hours so okay so you found whim and um yeah what what were some what were the main things that changed changed things for you yeah so just direct first I want to talk directly about whim because the very first thing is that what I was just talking about, that feeling bad about saying no, if I wasn't enjoying something, again, there's that opposite word, wasn't enjoying, disenjoying, like literally not let, like, ah, I just keep saying dis or not or un and it's frustrating. Okay. Um, the first thing is I was, I like, I was absolutely done with that. Like after I first worked, it was now I wish I, I I had wanted to say it in a way that would be received well for my husband but I you specifically said it's more important that you don't let something happen that you don't like than to worry about how you communicate that and so the, the immediate change was that I unapologetically was like stop or not right now or this isn't feeling good and that all by itself was huge. Just removing the things that were making me feel 
in an in some sort of negative way like that I was going to commit and I was just done I was going to commit to myself I was doing that for my own body you are not going to have to do anything you don't like anymore and I I still repeat that to this day um as your program states whim is a practice it's not something that's a quick fix and it certainly isn't a quick fix I, I as much success as I've had it's still something that I have to work on and remind myself. And one of the things I constantly remind myself is you don't have to do anything you don't like. So that was just the removal of unpleasurable things was huge for me. Um, further along in the program, when we start to talk about well, what is pleasure, what is pleasurable? How do we figure out what's pleasurable? How do we explore that? Um, the most remarkable, totally unrelated thing to whim was this idea that life is about finding pleasure and joy and delight. And that's not something taught, particularly in Western culture. It's all about production, success, earning money. Every, and, and as a result, everything gets to be so serious. And I've always, I mean, I, I was brought up that way. That's kind of always always about the outcome what's what what can we do get the good grades get the job the house the money the vacations except all those things are missing the point all those things sure they're tools but life is really about joy and pleasure and that that's inside of the bedroom and out and while it's not always easy to to find it i'm i'm now making a more conscious effort in each of my days, where can I find joy and pleasure? I think even more importantly, trying to model that and bring that with my kids. And I'm far from perfect. There are times that I'm frustrated and stressed, but if I can find ways to add more joy and pleasure and delight for myself as an example for them or inject it into a family activity. I mean, you know, I, I just as a small example, I was thinking about taking the kids on a hike. I like to do it. I want to bring them into something that I like. It's healthy. It's good for them. But none of those things are going to be exciting for them all by itself. So now my mindset has changed as a result of it. How can I make this more joy and fun for them? Well, I could get some special granola bars or trail mix that they never get to have and that we can just have it on hikes. They have these little kids digital cameras that they could bring if they want. They could take photos. I could bring little nets so they could scoop up the water and see what little things they could find. I haven't done this yet because we've been very busy, but I'm very excited about that. But I did, I did manage to get us very hard to get tickets to a blueberry, you pick blueberry place. And in the past, whenever we do these family activities, it was always about the hustle and rush. We're going to do this activity and it's going to be fun. Gosh, darn it. You know, like, meanwhile, nobody's having fun. I'm like ordering people around to hurry up and get in the car and pack your stuff and go to the bathroom. I'm like, okay, this is supposed to be fun. How can we, how can I change my mindset and attitude? Um, I wasn't even sure if the kids were going to be excited about blueberry picking. So I just started in the car. I'm like, hey guys, I'm really excited. Um, number one, I'm excited to do something with the family. I'm excited to do something we've never done before. And I'm excited to try something with you guys. And it's and it's just to learn. It's okay if you don't like it. We'll just see what we learned. And 
And I mean, and that's the other, the other big important part of it is as you seek pleasure, you may not find it in a particular experience and, but you can reflect on it and learn like, oh, that wasn't so great. What did I like about it? What did, didn't I like about it? And I think the better we do as people of learning as we go, the more success we will have that and it manifests as pleasure by success. I mean, we, we can find more pleasurable things as we learn and, mm-hmm. and it's, and it's constantly changing and flowing. And unfortunately we can't just get to the finish line and go, okay, I've got it all figured out. I know everything that's pleasurable and I'll just do those things. And life is golden. Um, it's, it's a constant, uh, fluid evolving process. Yeah. Um, we learned something similar on our vacation that we recently had. We went to Tofino, which is a, a beautiful place on Vancouver Island, and there's a lot of surfing there. Mm-hmm. And we normally get into the water. Sometimes the girls take surfing lessons, but this time we just went bodyboarding. And you have to get into these horrible wetsuits. Have you ever tried to get into a wetsuit before? Yes, they're very tight. <laughs> <laughs> they're just yeah. horrible. <laughs> yes. So we're there, we're getting on our wetsuits, we're all pretty tired and because we've been going through all these renovations and we get into the water and the waves were just pathetic. <laughs> they were just, there was no power behind them. And I had never actually experienced that before in this area. Every time we go, we usually have a blast. And after about 30, 40 minutes, we were all just feeling, this isn't, this isn't fun. These wetsuits are uncomfortable. These waves are annoying. We've got sunscreen in our eyes. And I did have a moment where I thought, no, this is supposed to be pleasurable. This Mm -hmm. is supposed to be fun. This is our fun activity. (laughs) We are doing this. You know, we're in Tofino. You need to get in the water. You need to experience this. But I just took a deep breath. And I... I tried not to think about all the money it, it we had to spend to rent all this equipment. And I thought, yeah, like there's more, there's more pleasurable things happening that we can do right now. So we got, and honestly, the pleasure of taking off those suits <laughs> was so delicious. And then the girls just laid in the sand for a little bit. We had a few snacks that was actually way more pleasurable than the experience that I'd expected. And of course this ties into sex because there are things that we think these things need to be pleasurable, like oral sex must be pleasurable or a penetrative sex or whatever, you know, French kissing or heavy groping, those things need to be pleasurable. But then we can have this, this, I don't know if you've had this type of experience in your, um, exploration date where there's this moment it's very simple just like a simple moment where the touch is just right the the feeling is just right yeah and it's soft and slow and that is almost euphoric just yeah phenomenal but you wouldn't even have have expected it to be that way and your brain almost wants to say no 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 this isn't pleasure Right. This isn't what this isn't what it looks like. This is the the quote unquote foreplay, or this is the this is the cuddling part. Right. But then we we actually have to believe 
no, no, this is actually peak pleasure right now, no matter what society says. Have you had moments like that before? Yeah, I mean, every once in a while, um, there'll be something that feels really, really good. Other than that, I'm just focusing on positive and neutral. I mean, we just had our daughter's birthday party. There's a lot of stress and and factors that, and, and you know, our exploration dates, I told you we had a baby, they are limited to only at night. We cannot, maybe, maybe if my husband's work calms down, we can just fit it in on a lunch hour because the kids are out of the house. But honestly, and, and this just comes with an amount of, of acceptance, my my brain and body, it is not the optimal time to have an exploration date at eight o'clock at night. No. And it and it and I just have to take things very, very slow and just, you know, really accept my body for how it is and and go for the, find the positive and neutral. I can always always, it takes me a while sometimes. I can I can usually find something that feels good. And just um, kind of all the things that I would sort of direct at my husband before, I'm now sort of needing to like be that for myself. You know, say more, say more about that. That's good. So I, one of the things prior to when is I was like, can you just be grateful for what I have to offer right now? Because there were a couple times as I was, as my boiling point on my frustration was reaching its peak right before we found Wim. Um, there was a point where we were out, we were having a good time. It was just the two of us as a couple. We had a hotel room. I was feeling flirty and I, I was feeling, but it, and it's also kind of generous, you know, like I'm going to do this awesome stuff for him and have him do this awesome stuff with me. And in the middle of it, he started asking for something else and something more. And I got so angry. I'm oh man, like, I've been there. Can you just be grateful for what I have to offer right now? Mm-hmm. Like, why do you keep wanting more from me? Like, I, 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 like, I, it's just, I can't just appreciate what you have. So I'm now trying to do that for my body. Like if, mm-hmm. if a little bit of just relaxation and pleasure if, if it's mild arousal I'm going to appreciate and be grateful for that um you know and just just really having an honest interchange with my body like li- listening to my body when when it says like yeah this isn't really feeling good and being the conduit for my husband like I'm just a conduit between my body and my husband like <laughs> And I, I'm, there's no more guilt about being honest about, no, that's, you know, that's not feeling good. No, not there, you know, and sometimes it gets a little robotic, but I'm just like, you know what? I don't care. I'm going to, I'm going to um, really respect what my body needs and what it doesn't. And so, yeah, I'm, I, I think that, I think there's a lot of like stuff that I was putting on him that really it was. I wasn't respecting about my body. And so anyway, going back to your question, yes, every once in a while, especially when there's some stress lifted from life, we, we had gone on a vacation months ago, and we even we even had the kids, but there was just, we were in a new environment, we had a blast. Um, so sometimes there's just, there's other circumstances, but, but yeah, every once in a while, there'll just be a touch that just feels incredible. And I wish I could manufacture that 
but it's just a fact I can't can't. like (laughs) I am trying to just go with the flow and and just explore and learn and try and be there I think that's the manufacturing piece I think it's not that we have to force the feeling to happen but we can create the environment in which those feelings are possible because right if you are pushing yourself that that opportunity is just not there for those feelings it's would you agree absolutely I mean just like again just like if my husband is pushing me it's not gonna create an opportunity for those feelings no it's just it's not a it's not a conducive environment for that if we are accepting of our body again another opportunity for that pleasure to take place because if we're pushing and pressuring our body to experience that arousal and to to do these things no way is it going to comply. Forget it. It's, it's, that's way too much heaviness on it. Also, you mentioned learning. If we're going into an experience with a mode of learning in terms of, hmm, like what, what will I learn today? Oh, I'm going to learn that I don't like that touch. Fantastic. I learned something. Oh, I'm going to learn that I'm, you know, eight o'clock is not a great time for me, but here we are in this season of life. Um, yeah, I'm really glad you mentioned that actually, because, I get those questions a lot. Well, I've got young kids. What about what about that? Um, especially because now I'm teaching from a place of having teenagers. And yeah, I love I love that. I often will say this is a season of your life. And like just like everything else, it's going to it's going to impact other areas of your life as well when you have young kids. Why wouldn't it impact your sex life too it yeah you know of course it would yeah for sure and you know I I I realize what we're doing and what I'm doing is building a foundation and it's not um it's 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 slow process isn't quite the right word um it's fundamental it's really important it's just creating a new pattern for my brain and body. Mm -hmm. And so even if, even if it would somehow be better, if we could do mornings when I'm fresh and awake and not thinking about the stress of life for 20 minutes. um, I think the most important thing is that, you know, I show up and there's a part of me that has instant, I'm going to show up for my husband. I'm like, no, I'm going to show up for myself. Yeah. And it's, it does take a little bit of mental energy to show up. Again, one of the other things I remind myself of, thanks to you, this is for me. I deserve pleasure. I don't have to do anything I don't want. And just showing up. Like, I think there was someone else on a call who mentioned just like the gym, right? Like sometimes we don't want to go at first, but then we go and we're like, oh, that was really good. And you know, so yeah, as long as it's an activity that once you're there, it's pleasurable and enjoyable. And afterwards you think, oh, that was, that was nice. That was good. I mean, it's not mind blowing, but that did add to my well-being somehow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it wouldn't be the gym. If you hate going to the gym, it would be it would be something else like yeah. you know, a walk in nature, or, I don't know, mm-hmm. yoga or rollerblading, not surfing for me, apparently <laughs> <laughs> not getting on the wetsuit. No, that's not true. Usually I do have a good time. Yeah. Okay. So, um, 
we're kind of we're kind of wrapping up in terms of time. Was there anything yeah. else that you wanted to um talk about? I don't think so. I'm just I'm I'm really grateful for the like I said the mindset shift in all aspects of my life including sex is that life really is and I, and I'm passing along especially to my oldest son. I said life is about finding joy and pleasure and delight. And so my advice to you is find as much pleasure you can out of life as long as it doesn't harm anyone else and of course that's the caveat right mm-hmm. um harming other people ultimately hurts us anyway but still the point stands you shouldn't hurt people either um so yeah just having that that mindset shift and it, it's it's it really is a practice for me to find pleasure because i haven't I've never really operated my life like that, especially since having kids. It was always about achieving whatever thing that was the next step in life's pieces to success. And so, yeah, every day, just a little bit of reminder, <laughs> find pleasure with my husband, with myself, <laughs> and, and just throughout my day and with my family. Yeah, me too. This is a practice. It's not something that we're going to arrive at. And I think you had mentioned this is a slow process. And then you were like, no, that's not the right phrasing. And I think it's because slow means that it's, it's slow to achieve something or to get somewhere. But this is, this is it. There is no more to achieve. There is no more to, you know, there's no goal. Um, to arrive at. And this is, this is life. And I think that tying it back, bringing it full circle to the beginning of our conversation, we were, where we were talking about what is this pursuit of peace or happiness? What is the, what does it actually look like? And we kind of arrived at maybe it is acceptance or resilience that it is, it's all of it all mixed in together. And why wouldn't sex mirror that same yeah. experience that we're having in life so yeah well here's to practicing pleasure for the rest of our life that's right I'm in, all a, for it. in a culture in a world that does nothing to support that pursuit and nope. in fact does quite the opposite so as I try to make my house look the best it could ever look because I want people to come in and say wow what a beautiful home because that's what culture has made me do I will resist and I will stop and find pleasure even if I don't have baseboards or a staircase railing for months to come I will pursue pleasure (laughs) absolutely absolutely what are you doing this for for pleasure for For, joy but why for my happiness. I know. <laughs> but for what? But for what? <laughs> How much money will you make of it? Yeah. What you show as a result. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a sad. It's, it's a sad thing when you really realize that. What What is life for? Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much. This is a very, a very thought provoking conversation, and I hope that it it provokes some thoughts in our listeners. So thank you for listening right to the end. And um, yeah, we will talk to you in the next one. Bye for now. And thank you so much, Jenna.
I loved your program. So good. Okay, thank you. Bye. Bye. If you've enjoyed this episode, I have a favor to ask of you. It's really hard to get the word out about a podcast about sex. What would really, really help is if you would leave a rating and a review. And I know that you get asked this all the time in different podcasts, but please, I beg you, it would really, really help so that more women who need this message will hear it. All you have to do is go into your Apple podcast app. It's the purple icon. And if you go to the podcast page where it shows my face, and has a little button that says latest episodes. If you scroll down past the episodes and you get to a section called ratings and reviews, there's a little purple writing thing that says write a review. If you click on that, it will ask you to give it a five stars. Actually, you can put any stars, but five is what I would love. And put a title and then write your review. Thank you so much for supporting this little venture here and I really am so grateful. If you are curious about wanting it more and how this program could help you want to enjoy sex more with your husband and you feel like it may be a great next step for you, you can go to janadentonhouse.com slash wanting it more to sign up for the waitlist, to learn more to see when we're running our next round. All right, that's it. I'll see you next one.